we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. ladies and gentlemen, that's obsessed with death and making things die. We here at the Animal Farm love all things that are living, whether it be humans, animals, plants, or even helpless little puppies. The day is Tuesday, March 4th, 2008. I am Ben Miller, hanging here with my fellow revolutionaries, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Phone number to call in, folks, is 888-202-1984. That's 888-202-1984. Website is animalfarmshow.com. And if you want to drop us an IM, our AOL Instant Messenger is Animal Farm Show, all one word. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff tonight. We're going to be talking about Joe Scarborough and his, uh, his retarded little concentration camp comments. And we're also going to be getting into the uh, puppy throwing video as well as a ton of other abuses here in Iraq. And uh, we're going to be talking about Real ID also. And also a ton of other news that you're not going to want to miss. You are listening to the Animal Farm here on the We the People Radio Network. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to effect a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official. We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. of news that deals with behavioral modifications in our nation's schools and how it affects our children, yet another perversion, absolute perversion of behavior, behavioral modification came out of Mesa, Arizona, where a school policy is banning student hugging, uh, which it was prompted by dozens of East Valley, apparently this is what they're saying, it was uh, prompted by dozens of East Valley students to protest with a giant group hug across the streets from the campus. And uh, what's basically what? happening here is... They're banning hugs for more than two seconds. Love it. You're not allowed to hug for more than two seconds, but before two seconds, that's okay. So I'm not really sure who's keeping track. But <laughs> Chelsea Brennan says, I think it's ridiculous. She's a 14-year-old student at uh, Shepherd Junior High School in East Mesa. 
Branham said that she got detention this week for hugging her friend after school. And perhaps the best way to explain what's going on here is listen to their newscast, which should be playing very shortly. No, that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, we'll get it up. The, the no-hugging rule had previously been in the student handbook, but after many students began expressing concern about public hugging and kissing in the hallway, the school began reinforcing the guideline by punishing the huggers. Thousands of junior high school students in Mesa found something to stand up for today, hugs. The principal at Shepherd Junior High told them this week a no public displays of affection rule, including no hugging, is taking place. But today the students did something about it. CBS 5's Jeff Butera is live in Mesa with this kind of funny story. It's interesting, Diana. The, the district, they say this rule has already been in their guidelines. No public displays of affection. This week they were reinforcing it by punishing the huggers because they say in a recent survey some students said it was a problem. But other students at the school say, no, the real problem is the no-hugging rule. In this crowd of Shepherd Junior High students is 14-year-old Chelsea Branham, who got detention this week. For hugging my friend after school. Shepherd's principal started enforcing the no-hugging rule here this week. I think that it's ridiculous. It's a hug. It's not supposed to mean anything. It's not like I was making out with him or something. Armed with got hugs on her notebook, Chelsea and her classmates protested today. She's making a stand and I'm sticking behind her to do it. So she's starting all the chaos. The chaos happened after school, but during school, the district says the principal and students brokered an agreement to clarify the no-hugs rule. Small hugs, less than two seconds, are okay. Longer ones and kissing are not. What we're doing is hoping to help kids understand what is appropriate and what's not. We showed the new rules to Chelsea's mom. Those rules make more sense. Absolutely. And her daughter. We can only have two-second hugs. I'm out. And I think that's really ridiculous because it's like, it's barely even a hug. <laughs> and the district oh is going to give out this list of acceptable and non-acceptable behavior on Monday again. Check your watches. Hugs less than two seconds, they're okay. Hugs longer than that and kissing, they're not. So in a, in a world with, I mean, you know, you just read the headlines the past couple of days in any news outlet, and, and you just hear of some stories, and I'm not even talking about the dog incident, but we'll get to that. But you just hear some, some stories of parents, you know, killing their toddlers and people uh, raping students. You hear some of the worst news coming out of our country, out of the news outlets. And yet at schools, we're banning people from hugging each other. And I think there's a serious contradiction there, and I think that's probably the last thing we should be doing in these schools. Yeah, well, that is gotta, unbelievable, man. You gotta love it, you know. Once, it once again, it makes we, me dizzy. And we make this point often on this show: is that they take things that are completely natural, that are completely normal, and they turn them into uh, criminal behavior and, and bizarre, you know, punishments for these ridiculous things. Two-second hug? What the hell are you talking about? Two-second yeah. hug? It doesn't make any sense at all. And what a special friend you are. Yeah, the two, the two other glaring things. Well, the first thing, and I will give credit to the students who are protesting, that's exactly what you should be doing. Oh, this, yeah, this go is... outside and start giving each other hardcore hugs. You know? This is absolutely unbelievable. First of all, it's unbelievable that school would even think about implementing this type of rule. Secondly, it's amazing that parents are even dealing with this type of situation and not protesting themselves. Well, if anybody's ever, you know, viewed, there is a viral video out there um, called the Free Hugs 
video, and there's this organization that uh, has a campaign for free hugs, and the guy goes out there with a sign, and he's been on Oprah. He goes out there with a sign, big big sign, and just holds it up and says, free hugs. And people free just hugs. come up to him and just give him hugs, you know what I mean? And he's just giving hugs, literally just spreading love throughout the world. That's it, just giving hugs up in the mall, in public streets, wherever wherever he happens to be that day. Um, and, you know, security guards at the malls are saying, hey, you're not allowed to give free hugs. And, you know, he's literally getting shafted for trying to give free hugs to people. And it just really goes to show what's going on in this world and how evil we are uh, just as, a, as as humans, you know? I mean, we we can't give each other hugs. Are you freaking kidding me? In schools. In schools. In the same and, part. And not even in schools. In public, too. It's like it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's horrible. What makes matters worse is I that the... I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> what makes it matters worse is that the convicted here, Chelsea Branham, the uh, 14-year-old female, she got detention for this time. But it happened after school. And we had a story just like this, like, you know, a while ago, maybe three or four months ago, where after school, the children were given detention for hugging their class. Classmates. Yeah. This is absolutely outrageous. And then I also was looking into some more things that were going on. And again, there's been a, quite a bit of publicity about this whole thing. Then I heard about a school now giving out a rule of silent lunch. Check this out, Ben. Let me get your comments on this. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, and these second graders in suburban Atlanta are heading to lunch. Before they start eating, they set a timer. And the red cup signals no talking for 10 minutes. That is... Um, it's a quiet time, and we don't think of it as silent lunch. It's, it's an eat time, and it's, that's the um, time when they're focused on their eating. When the timer goes off, the cup is changed to green, and the kids are free to talk. Assistant Principal Amy Gamble helped come up with the idea in an effort to get the school's 930 students to eat their lunch. A lot of the kids would spend so much time socializing, they weren't eating. Teacher Kelly Dwyer saw the results during long afternoons in the classroom. Nothing's worse than a hungry child. You know, making it through the day that makes them cranky and not want to really do anything. At Jeez, first, man. some parents were skeptical about the timer and cup system, but not anymore. I like the fact that I know he's eating all of his lunch now. We're not throwing it away. Less wasted food, fuller bellies. And teachers say a calmer start to afternoon classes. Oh my and normally, Ben, I was... This newscast is straight-up propaganda. It's man. complete propaganda. Wow. But before I start talking about the obesity epidemic that I heard about recently, I don't know, <laughs> over the last 10 years in our country, children are overweight and obese. Before we get, even get into that, just think about how this has been presented. And, you know... Are these kids starving every day? Is that you know this solution is just no, it's ludicrous, it's ridiculous, and it goes into unbelievable. It goes into the whole Chinese, uh, the whole communist uh, philosophy, you know, where you we, the, the public schools are just built for this. You have a, a, an entire room filled with students. You give them orders. You give them instructions. They have to listen to what you say. Keep your head down. You know, don't be different from anybody else. You know, first the whole Chinese philosophy, first nail to stick out of the board is the first one that, to get hammered, you know. And they're just teaching these kids just be to just be ultimate slaves and be part of this work brigade. You know, it's this, this, this large group of kids in this room. The authorities are the bosses. Keep your head down. Shut up for 10 minutes. Don't do anything. You're not allowed to talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> and it's about teaching them to follow instructions to keep them in, 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 in orderly behavior, you know. And it's just teaching them to be slaves. And it's, it's pathetic, man. It makes me, makes me very angry. Well, however, however well, long I've the ever... word that a child is using his imagination, and I've come to put a stop to it. Yeah, when else <laughs> the children get the time to socialize? They can't really do it in physical education anymore because it's very structured now. Yeah. Uh, you know, lunchtime is the only time you can socialize, and maybe recess. But again, that's usually part of lunch. I just can't believe that this would even be a practical solution, or people would even think about. And this. then they they justify it in so many different ways about you know oh. 
you know, it's keeping their bellies full and, uh, you know, they're not being cranky anymore, you know, because they, they're able to eat and stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's, it's totally, uh, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say about well, it. I, I have I no words. The reason why I take a lot of, um, well, well, I try to pay a lot of attention to these types of issues, Ben, is because I think they're absolutely crucial. And I think, you know, the point is today's minds uh, uh, in school are tomorrow's politicians, maybe tomorrow's doctors, tomorrow's police officers. And you got you got to make sure the education system is doing its thing. Uh, and, and obviously we know the education system is failing in our country. But the, the rabbit hole, so to speak, and excuse the expression, Ben, the rabbit hole doesn't end here. Because I also want to get into the idea that parents are now giving melatonin a supplement of melatonin, which is a natural chemical that occurs in the brain, to kids to help them sleep. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's that's crazy. I wanted to, no. I wanted to chime on something we were talking about with the public schools, you know, because this was something I started doing research into stuff like this when I started looking at the public schools and realizing that there's there are cameras being posted and they have guards all over the schools and it's literally turning into a prison. Yeah. I actually went online and I tried to do research. I had to try, I went on MySpace. I went to other places where a lot of social networking sites are and I talked to kids, you know, 14, 15, 16, 7 year olds to find out what they thought about their schools turning into prison camps. Be careful what you're doing to online. I figured that was the last chance I, I would have to be able to oh, talk yeah. to a child with that. I wouldn't even dare because yeah, they're, so. they're on those people like crazy. But again, but their know. ultimate response was, it's because you guys screwed it up for us. Oh, yeah. You, you know, so that, that's really well, again, let's Let's keep the people fighting with one another. But before we get to that argument, I also want to bring up the chicken and the egg theory here. So in other words, my question is, who's really to blame for let's let's talk about this specific issue so here we have a school giving out detention actually detaining students for showing signs of affection that do not involve sex in this case it's hugging they're actually putting a time limit on those hugs so here's the problem who's really to blame obviously the school is employing this and regardless of if the students want this or not the school is employing this method I have to say at the same time to blame the parents as well. Yeah. You have to blame parents for what's going on. And then, uh, again, I'm trying to take you on a little bit of a road here. Listen to this. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, when you tuck your kids in at night, do you give them something to help them sleep? Many <laughs> parents are, and they're turning to the herbal treatment melatonin to want... If the answer is yes for all you dummy parents out there, you better think again, <laughs> and you better start getting smart. Bring their kids down. And now there are some safety questions. Our guest is Dr. Alana Levine, a New York pediatrician. Thank you for joining us this morning my pleasure Patty. so it's just not enough. listen to listen to this this newscast sleep. it's, it's important amazing. to dream and to get that REM sleep and there is some evidence that melatonin may disrupt the REM sleep so even if your child is asleep with melatonin are they getting the full benefits right well it depends on the circumstances and I think what people need to understand is that even though melatonin is sold at a health food store and people think it's this natural supplement it does need to be taken under the direction of a physician well, what are the potential uh, side effects? Is it safe? Well, it is in certain circumstances. Um, there... Folks, melatonin is a hormone that's secreted by the pineal gland in your brain. It helps regulate other hormones, and it maintains the body's circadian rhythm. I know it, they sell it in supplement format. This is a natural occurring thing in your brain. It's not something you have to buy. The circadian rhythm is an internal 24-hour timekeeping system that plays a critical role in determining when we fall asleep and when we wake up. Melatonin also helps control the timing and release of female reproductive hormones, Ben. It helps determine when menstruation begins, the frequency and duration of menstrual cycles, and when menstruation ends. So, hey, menopause. And on top of that, some of the side effects 
This all comes out of University of Maryland Medical Center, umm.com. Some people may experience, or apologies, umm.edu, I believe. Some people may experience vivid dreams or nightmares when they take melatonin in the supplement we're talking here. Overuse and incorrect use of melatonin may disrupt your Kenyan rhythms. Melatonin can cause drowsiness if taken during the day. Additional side effects include stomach cramps, dizziness, headache, irritability, decreased libido, and our favorite side effect, oh. Ben, gynecomastia, breast enlargement in men, and on the top of that, the cherry is decreased sperm count. No pun there. Wow. The clinical profile at this point is actually pretty safe. However, we don't have long-term studies <laughs> in children yet to really know how it's going to affect children long-term. Um, so let's just give it to the children. Yeah, let's just give it to them. Maybe we should cut down on the sodas and the cakes and the donuts and all of the simple carbohydrates that seems to give kids a buzz. Tony, make that point that you were making when we were talking about this off-air. What the hell ever happened to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, thank you. I almost forgot. Whatever happened to warm milk? I could, I've, I've used to watch so many shows. It's completely back alien. If you, can't sleep, if you can't sleep, you heat up a little milk, and you give it to someone, and it apparently relaxes them. But no, no, no. Let's give them a drug that naturally occurs in their brains to, to throw out their circadian rhythm. Excellent. <laughs> Stay with us, folks. When we come back, call Rove. The famous says that pulling out of the war is going to lead to $200 in, uh, barrels of oil, which is amazing. And we'll get some Ron Paul rebuttal. We shall return. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. People who use Cardivite know about the pollutants in our body and want them out. For over five years, Cardivite has proven itself time-tested. Here's Dr. Matson, a naturopathic doctor's thoughts on Cardivite. In our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut and metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our program, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jobs a few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com. That toll-free number again, 1-877-928-8822. It's progressing. And it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this info bomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. We provide outstanding products like ECX, colloidal silver, olive leaf extract, oregano oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, 
MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. News, politics, cover-ups government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Animal Farm. Phone number to call in is 888-202-1984. That is 888-202-1984. We want to know uh, what what are you doing to put your kids to sleep? Are you giving them <laughs> Are you giving them breast enhancers to put them to sleep, or are oh you uh, giving them a warm glass of milk? It's amazing. You know, and the other thing too. Let's play the devil's advocate here. Uh, so, if the kids in the classrooms are not hungry enough to finish their lunch, why don't we just give them uh, THC, Ben? The active chemical in marijuana makes people hungry, right? Gives them, gives them the munchies. We why, should. Why, why not? We might as well. We're drugging them every other way. And on I'm top all of all for this, it. This, this, this kind of news destroys me. This really gets to me. I don't smoke marijuana. It makes me paranoid. I don't, I don't, I don't blame <laughs> you, Alex. Uh, it's unbelievable what we're doing to our youth today. And it's, it's, I just feel so bad for them. But on top of all of the ridiculous news surrounding the drugs we're giving them and all the other things, and I have more on that, Ben, plenty more where that came from. We have an article, and my new favorite journalist, David Gutierrez at A Natural News, and I can't even believe this, but I do believe it. Doctors interrogate children as informants on parents' behavior. So parents, we've gotten on your case, and I want to get you riled up by reading this article. Encouraged by the American Academy of Pediatrics, or AAP, pediatricians across the United States have been begun questioning children about their parents' habits, in some cases even filing police reports based on this information, according to an opinion article published in the Boston Herald. Article author Michael Graham recounts that his own children were asked by their doctor whether their parents used drugs and alcohol, owned guns, or were abusive. This is the doctor, Ben. Drugs and alcohol. The doctor did not seek parental permission before asking the questions, nor did he inform them that they were being asked. Unbelievable. The daughter says, uh, his, uh, Graham's daughter says, the doctor wanted to know how much you and mom drink, and if I think it's too much. If the kid thinks it's too Holy much, what the hell would the kid know? Lost your kitty. Graham reports his daughter saying she asked if you two did drugs or if there are drugs in the house. The doctor wanted to know how we get along and if, well, daddy, if. You made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, the doctor is are you asking, kidding me? You know, regardless of how ridiculous the idea what? of a doctor doing it is, this is all part of a program, so it gets worse. This country is going to hell in Unbelievable. Man, this is this is just this is straight Soviet style. Oh man, Ben, I can't even make it up. Indoctrination. I can't even make. We're all retarded now. Yeah, Graham uh, blames the trend of this. What's what's going on on guidelines issued by again the AAP, the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, which classifies parents as get this persons of interest oh, and man. encourages doctors to ask children questions in order to uncover inappropriate or illegal behavior 
unbelievable. Graham also writes, the paranoia over parents is so strong that the AAP encourages doctors to ignore legal barriers and deference to parental involvement and shake the children down for all the inside information they can get. Bunch of scumbags. Is, we're pathetic. The whole country's shot. I don't care if it's true or not, but the, fa- the the family, the idea of family is being deliberately destroyed. Yeah. I don't care if it's by plan, if it's a conspiracy. I don't care. It's happening. Yeah. Here's the proof of it. Okay? And I swear, you know, a lot of times we do focus too much on that. You know, is it is this is it a plan? Is it horrible? You know what I mean? And and it, who is it? Who is it that's planning it? And, and a lot of times we just need to figure out that it's happening, man. I mean, it's happening regardless of whether there's a plan for it. It's happening. We have to make it stop. I mean, this is this is nuts. This is this is straight out of Soviet Russia. Man. Absolutely. I mean, this is and then, you know, and if then those aren't signs of the apocalypse. I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't know what is either. And on top of all of this madness, I have to, every time I want to watch a video or watch some news on TV, I see these stupid drug ads about how kids are raiding the medicine cabinets to get high. Okay, like this abomination. This yellow one is my postpartum depression. This one, sciatica, whatever that is. I got these. After my hysterectomy, or my prostatectomy, sonectomy, and this guy is for the pain from my last hip replacement. And this orange one is medical. For teens, getting drugs can be as easy as opening your medicine cabinet. Okay, so watch out for the medicine cabinet, but make sure you give your kid melatonin. And let's not forget that $82.8 million in 2006 went to drugs for children in schools, Ben. Mm-hmm. Risperdal, Abifoli, Seroquil. I can't pronounce half these drugs. Yeah. And the side effects go on and on and on. Just Google Medicaid kids and prescription money surge. It came out of the New York Post. It was covered by many outlets. So how can anybody be surprised when kids go in there and start shooting up schools? That's what I'm saying. How, how can anybody be surprised? Look at all the cocktail drugs we're feeding them. You know, it's like... What, what do you expect? They're going to start going crazy and nuts. I'm not worried about my child taking my hip re- replacement drug that I put in the medicine cabinet. I'm worried about methamphetamines, crystal meth. I'm worried about cocaine in our schools. I'm worried about ecstasy now, which is being combined with meth, the ultimate drug. Yeah. What the hell? Who cares about my hip replacement prescription medication in my cabinet? That's the least of your worries. Keep it in your bedroom, for God's sakes. Let's talk about real issues. We are giving the drugs to the, to the children in the schools. They don't have to go in the medicine cabinet. We're handing them to them. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's complete hypocrisy. It's absolute, ultimate hypocrisy is what we're seeing right now in our schools. Yeah. They're taking the kids away from the parents and they're taking the parents away from the kids. How do you blame? giving them a ton of drugs. Who do you blame? You, uh, you blame yourself. You look in the mirror. You say, what can I do to, to make things better? You know, and we have to do that as Americans, I think. It's my it's opinion. We, we, letting this type of stuff happen, it's just, there's no excuse for it, man. Our kids are not allowed to hug in public school. They're not allowed to show signs of affection by hugging one another. And then it's okay that we're in war, and it's okay that we've had, you know, six wars of less, however many hundred years. War is fine. No, war is not a problem. It's all over the TV. Death, destruction, 24, all your lovely little shows you like to watch. Well, you That's know, okay. We're, we're starting to see the results of these, of these, and, you know, we're going to be getting into that, that soldier throwing the puppy off the club video and, and amongst a bunch of other videos that we have. And we're going to get into that but uh, a little bit later on. But, I mean, this is a, it's, it's one result of what's happening here. I mean, they've been doing this for years, and, 
you know, now the kids are growing up. Now uh, we're starting to see the results. We're starting to see the, the fruits of the labor. So 888-202-1984, folks, give us a call, and we want to hear what you have to say about this uh I want, yeah, I want parents to call in. I want you to challenge me. I want to find out, because I'm not a parent, so you can instantly say, well, you've never, you've never been a parent. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Fine. Granted, I'll admit that. I'm not a parent. But I want some, uh, some ultimate points of view here. I want to know why it's okay to give melatonin to your child because he or she can't sleep at night. Never mind the warm milk. Maybe never mind putting on some relaxing music or reading a book, God forbid, or counting sheep. <laughs> I mean, no pun intended. How appropriate for the animal. <laughs> oh boy, I'm losing it, Ben. Really. I'm, uh, but while we're on the subject, can't deal with it anymore. I have a follow-up article that we were talking about uh, a little while ago, where we were talking about how places were going to start using a little mosquito, a quote-unquote mosquito bug, to uh, get rid of. Uh, this is in Queens, right? This is in Queens. Yes, Queens building uses mosquito <laughs> to quiet teens. Teenagers who hang outside one apartment building in Jamaica, Queens, are getting an earful these days. A new security device called the Mosquito has been installed in the lobby of the building on 170, 170th Street where there have been chronic problems with noisy teens. One of them says it sounds like when you put a microphone close to the TV, one of the younger residents who admits the noise bothers him a little bit. So kids are getting scared away in that fashion. Yeah, well, you know, I guess they've been hanging out on the front porch. You know, God forbid people hang on the front porch. I understand. It's annoying. It's like a little tweeter. It's like a uh, speaker, I guess, Ben, and it emits a very high frequency that only these kids can That only kids yeah. under 17 can, can hear. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, you've you got you to gotta clap your hands on the technology. We've gotten to the point where using audio, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's worth applauding, but using sound frequencies that only teenagers can hear we're able to uh you know vacate uh, the steps i, I don't know i, I don't know want to hear the most annoying sound in the world <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so whatever ben i mean this is just again this is just one step we talk about this a lot we talk about the, our children in the schools god help them i feel bad for them we're trying to get some people to talk about it we will get to your phone calls after this break we got a lot of news we got finance news we got some police state news to go along with it um, the Animal Farm Radio Show and uh, Mike Batiste, once again, our new producer, we're all here tonight. And uh, we have a lot to talk about, so stay with us, folks. When we get back, John in Michigan, Frank in Texas, we're going to get to your phone calls. Got a lot to talk about. What do these so-called Republican frontrunners for president support? Amnesty for illegal aliens, like liberals? Out-of-control spending, like the Democrats? Nation-building overseas? Wasn't that Bill Clinton's policy? Flip-flopping on the issues? What's Republican about any of that? The real Republican is Ron Paul. The Republicans are losing because they did not keep their promise to end big government at home and nation-building overseas. My record is different. Yes, Ron Paul's record is different. Ron Paul has never voted for a tax increase or an unbalanced budget. Ron Paul voted against amnesty for illegal aliens. Ron Paul voted against nation building overseas. Ron Paul follows the Constitution, not the lawyers, not the lobbyists, not the latest poll. Learn more about Ron Paul, the real Republican running for president. Go to ronpaul2008.com. That's ronpaul2008.com. This is Ron Paul, candidate for president, and I approve this message. This message brought to you by grassroots efforts to elect Ron Paul. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? 
In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Légère, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Uncover the Truth with Catherine Albright, live from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Monday to Friday, right here on We the People Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Adam Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Number to call in is 888-202-1984. I'm really upset tonight. I uh, with the news that we're covering tonight, Ben. It's just uh, I could tell, man. I can't stop shaking. My, I'm just really uh, I'm losing it right now. Pain popping on before. Yeah, we, we, things that make you yeah. angry. <laughs> Absolutely, and I I just can't I can't deal with it anymore. So I want some answers. We're gonna go to your phone calls, John in Michigan. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much, John. How are you? All right. Hello. There's a lot going on. You're upset. What do you mean there's not much? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Go- there's a lot going on that's upsetting me. Put it that way. There you go. Well, I'm a father of five. I've been married for 14 years. Um, I make a 19000 salary, and I get about 1.8% commission on my sales, and I work 40 miles away from home. So okay. at three three oh five a gallon, guys, I don't make it, okay? Yeah, but I, got, I hear you. Amen. What's that? I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's unbelievable how much we're paying for gas and that we've accepted it, but go on. I'm sorry. Right. Well, no, what you guys got to do, though, is, I mean, you're right. It sounds like the sky is falling and this, that, and the other. But, look, you know, America's still the best place on earth to live. We've been governed under the same piece of paper longer than any other nation in history. And guys like us in the Ron Paul movement, guys, I'm running for state rep in Michigan. So, honestly, uh, I've already had cancer once. When I got my cancer, I had a lot of people get around me and say this, that, and the other. And I said, you know, my wife is pregnant with a fifth child. It just devastated her. But I said, look, God's got a written script for my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I go when mm-hmm. I go. Um, but the thing is, I'm doing this for my kids. 
I agree what you're saying about everybody getting drugged. But my thing is, the one thing we got to do is we got to get, we're not going to get, I guess the root cause of all this stuff basically is really evolutionary teaching, okay? I'm not a guy who's going to get creation taught in the schools, but believe me. John, John, let me, let me ask you a question, Holm, real quick before you get on that point. Right. Would you allow, and I'm not sure, maybe you already do, but would you allow your child to take prescription medication for behavioral problems in school, ADHD, ADD, number one of the millions of acronyms that come up for behavioral problems? No. Are your kids on medication? No, because they basically tried to do that to me. The fact of the matter is okay. God is not manufacturing children any differently now. I was ADHD or hyperactive or whatever. The bottom line is, folks, you know you can grab a textbook from 1860 and see what people had to know just to get out of the eighth grade. We have been mm -hmm. dumbing our kids down for decades now. Oh, and yeah. Now the kids, no doubt. If, you, if, if, if your kid's four years old and you go by the phonics game and you teach your kid how to read and they enter the first grade and they know how to read, what's no child left behind? Teach kids how to read by the end of the third grade? What the hell is that? Yeah. If your kids no, it, don't know how to write it's just their lowering our standards. paper, what's that? No, you're right. We're just lowering our standards lower and lower. And what happens is, and George Carlin said it best, he goes, they don't care about the actual test scores because they just lower the passing grades. So soon enough, before you know it, you just walk into the classroom and you've passed because you're there. Right. It's so getting that to, bad. They tried to do this with my daughter. I mean, I, I was a Rush Limbaugh guy, whatever, 13 years ago when we had our daughter. When she was four and I bought the phonics game, I dropped 200 bucks on that. We didn't even get through the second game on the phonics game, and we had her, like, reading. And then we told the mm -hmm. school, we're like, hey, in first grade, can she go into a second grade classroom just for an hour a day, get exposure to some books? Oh, no, we don't want your child to feel like she's special. We don't right. want her to get an arrogant attitude. And then they tried to tell us our child's gifted. And it's like, hey, the, the, God gave the children to the parents. So if the parents right. lived up to their responsibility and taught the child how to read, you're going to hold my child back or, or you're going to call my child gifted? So basically, my daughter's sitting in class, and they say, write your name on a piece of paper. She writes her name out. She had to wait for 20 minutes while the teacher walked around the room then helped all the other students write their name. She got bored. She started drawing stars on her paper. Dude, that's when they oh, step boy. in and go, here, take the psychotropic drug so you just sit there as a zombie while the other kids catch up to where you are or whatever. I mean, yeah, honestly, no, no, no doubt about it. And on, to, and on top of it, on top of all this nonsense and the fact that our grades are lowering and all these things are happening and our kids are failing, on top of all these things, we've taken art and we've taken music and we're even lowering the amount of time for physical education. So all the things that are really important, creativity, being in shape, health, knowing who you are, maybe even more interaction between students at this grade level, taking it away and they're just giving, giving them the textbook. So. Yeah, well, I mean, this is another thing that we were talking about on this show, how, how they're trying to take uh, students away from left brain activity or trying to take students away from right brain activity, the intuitive part in a, in a person's soul that, you know, controls their, their kindness and their, their gut feelings and their ability to, you know, their street sense, if you will, and literally making them all left brain students that go on calculations and no feelings and yeah. literally turning them into robots. Absolutely. Which is, which is you know, obviously a, a very bad thing. You need to be a balanced human being. Yeah, John, thanks for the call. Yeah. And, and, and I don't really know, I don't care if, uh, if you don't believe me or not, but I want to say something to the parents. And, and this is really, you have to listen to me. This is very true. Your children are smarter than you, okay? The idea, and whether you agree with evolution or not, the idea is this. You're the extinct model. Kids today, children today who are in middle school, can learn computers faster than I can dream. And I've used computers since I was a young child. They're the new models, Ben, okay? They're the new 
people that are around. They're smart. They're extremely brilliant. And I think a lot of problems in these schools, in my opinion, is that they're holding these kids back because of the education, because of what they're teaching them. It's just because it's, a, because it's a socialized uh, way of, of thinking where, you know, all the children have to be brought into one group, and if you stand out above the rest and they, they try to class, classify you as something like John was talking about, they classified his daughter as special. Yeah, Therefore, yeah. we had to put her into a, a separate place so we could control her in that fashion, you know? Absolutely. Uh, it is. It's, it's ridiculous. Robert in Arizona, you're on the, on the air. Go ahead. Hello, guys. Um, I had an ADHD kind of a situation when I was growing up that they didn't diagnose it, and thank God they didn't. But it turned out that my problem was I had a dairy allergy I was not aware of, and that made it hard for me to take tests and concentrate. And I only found out about it that I even had a dairy allergy until I had my first child, and we discovered that when he was in the second grade. And the teacher was very gifted, I must say, a very balanced teacher that he had at the time, and the teacher suggested that he might have some kind of allergy that was making it uh, difficult for him to concentrate. So we had him tested. Sure enough, he was allergic to dairy products. So we took him off of all forms of milk products, and he had to look at every label. Like every, almost every loaf of bread is has some milk or some whey in it. So we took him off all that stuff. And then additionally, I started studying up more on the situation and discovered that this, another thing that triggers – uh, a lack of optimum performance in people is a lack of omega-3 fat in our diet. It's, we're almost completely devoid of that in the average mm -hmm. American diet. Absolutely. So we started supplementing just a little bit of fish oil or flaxseed oil, alternating it like a teaspoon a day for a kid. And, you know, most people don't like cod liver oil, or that would be good stuff too. But anyways, by doing those couple of things, my kid graduated National Merit Honors Scholar, and he took advanced placement courses the last two years he was in high school, and he started college last fall with enough credit that he was a sophomore starting into an engineering school. That's so right. That's, that, there you go. There, you know, there's the proof in the pudding right there, Rob. It, I suggest that there are three things anybody can do that's relatively inexpensive. Take your kid completely off of dairy. Don't let her. Don't ever let them eat a lot of junk food and sweets. Make them drink twice as much water as they think they need, and exercise the hell out of them. And absolutely. No, listen. That's there you go. And I appreciate it, Rob. And that that's exactly what I'm talking about. And that's the other thing too. What, what are these kids eating? So we have the education system failing, but on top of it. You know these new lunch regulations. That what are these kids are still eating the same crap that I was eating in school: pizza, tater tots, French fries, you know, uh, hamburgers. Uh -huh. Maybe we start changing the diet and all the hormones in the dairy, Ben. That's been a huge topic. Yeah. Maybe these gonna... kids are getting wild because they're you know what we're putting in their bodies is garbage. It's crap. Yeah. Although I still I, I still condone uh, giving giving them a warm glass of milk before. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's just say organic products. milk, Ben. <laughs> no, but you sleep. I it's you to sleep. It really is. I just and the, and the bottom line for me when it comes to drugging children is that you are sending this very basic message. Okay, I understand that some kids may be so out of control. Okay, maybe you can make a case for drugging. Fine, uh, but regardless, the rest of the kids, the eighty-eight million dollars worth of them, here's the problem: you're teaching a very fundamental lesson. 
You as a child have a problem. Your behavior is unacceptable. So the solution for your behavioral problem is you're going to take a drug. This lesson is being taught from very early, early ages now, Ben. Yeah. And, you know, what do you think this kid's going to do when there's a problem when he's an adult, if he ever gets to adult? Well, it's okay to do drugs. Just it's okay to do drugs. It's just the type of drugs that we say it's okay to do. So. But make sure you don't hug your classmate for more than two seconds. God forbid. And while we are on drugs, when we get yep. back, when we, when we get back, we are going to be talking about drugs. Afghan opium growth hits a brand new high. So uh, mm-hmm. give us a, give us a call about this. 888-202-1984. We are listening to the Animal Farm on the We the People Radio Network. We'll be right back. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. 
Afghanistan, and then we started in Iraq afterwards, the neocons went on radio and were saying that we can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. They equated <laughs> fighting two wars at once to walking and chewing bubblegum at the same logic. time. Brilliant logic. Have this article in regards to Afghanistan. Opium growth hits brand new high. So I should read this once a year on the show because it just keeps going up. Oh, of course. It's going up. Same headline. Afghan opium hits new high. The U.S. State Department released its report on the issue NATO Security General met George W. Bush in Washington to discuss Afghanistan. Narcotics production in Afghanistan hits historical highs in 2007 for the second year straight, the report said, released on Friday. Last year, more than 93% of the world's opium came from Afghanistan, the report said. While more than 14% of Afghans were involved in pop production in 2007, up from 12.6% in 2006. So this is a really great example of what happens when we started the war. The Taliban had burned all the poppy fields in Afghanistan. There was no drugs coming out of Afghanistan. All of a sudden, we invade, and now it's accounting for 93% of the world's opium. What do you think this war is about, Ben? It's, you know, it's about money. It's about making money, and the drug money is a huge factor. And before we get to the Karl Rove, I mean, you know, the other... Yeah, other guy who's now insulting our intelligence even further. Uh, Rob, I cut you off in Arizona. Rob in Arizona, I cut you off prematurely. Sorry, I'm a little jumpy tonight. You want to finish your points of what we need to do to fix this problem. Go ahead, state them. Hey, uh, I just have one extra thing to share uh, concerning diet and dairy. The other thing to consider is the cancer rates of young women are through the roof if they drink this kind of milk that you buy in the store. Especially it has, if it has that extra uh, bovine growth hormone, uh, synthetic uh, hormone in it. And I, I can't remember what it's called right now, but most milk has it. And you're just a fool because a woman will go into her, her menses uh, much, many, many, many earlier years earlier, and she'll probably end up needing a hysterectomy, hysterectomy before she's 30 or 35. It's really bad stuff. The other thing is, is don't ever allow your child or anyone you know to eat anything with cottonseed oil in it because the new pesticides that are used to defoliate cotton fields, guess what happens to some of that toxin when it gets into the plant? It ends up just where in the cotton plant, yes. Oh, my goodness. That's a great point. It goes into the cotton seed, a little bit of it, and then when you feed cottonseed oil, which is really not a human food. You know, it's like, I don't care if they use it for machinery oil or fuel or something, but it should never be consumed by human beings if it's been defoliated, because some of those new toxins and defoliants that are uh, anywhere from 100 to 300 times more potent than the Asian orange type stuff that used to be used, uh, they they dissipate faster in the environment, but when they get mixed with oil, they might as well be preserved and ready yeah. for you when you consume them. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, you know, it's just a chain reaction. If you uh, if you abuse the animals and if you abuse the the crops and and you know the farms, you're, you're going to get tainted food. I mean, they're giving hormones to the cows to get larger, which obviously gets yeah. more money. And what mm -hmm. happens to the milk? It's tainted. So, Rob, thanks, and once again, apologize for cutting you off there, but. Um, 
So it's it's just this whole just culmination of stuff that just is going on, and it's affecting every single person in this country. Uh, yet yeah. most of us remain asleep. A lot of people call it death by a thousand paper cuts. It's just amazing. You know? I I can't understand how some people are still so complacent about things that are going on, just sleeping. But you know, again, the media moguls just keep doing their job. And you had Bush two weeks ago saying that the war has no effect on the economy, and then you have Karl Rove Sunday morning saying that if we pulled out of Iraq. Oil would go up to two hundred dollars a barrel. It was thirty something dollars before nine eleven. Now it's going to go. It's going to go up to pull out. Just Obama listen to this nonsense. A clever way to link the war in Iraq to our domestic problems with the economy here at home. Let's watch. We are spending twelve billion dollars per month. That is money that we could be spending here in the United States, rebuilding our infrastructure, building schools, sending kids to university. If he's able to define Iraq in terms of where do you spend that $12 billion on the battlefield over there or on infrastructure and social programs here, doesn't Obama win? Well, Obama, it's a good argument for Obama, but I'm, I'm wondering where it goes because it really is a very neo-isolationist argument. And just, just listen, to that, listen to that Fox News language, neo-isolationist. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's the new thing. I was even having a, a conversation with a, a former colleague, and I was saying, yeah, you know, I just feel like we shouldn't be over in everybody's country, you know, telling them what to do, nation-building. That's kind of the idea. So you're saying, he goes back to me, he goes, so you're saying uh, you're about isolationism. I'm like, no, I'm not an isolationist. No. That's the new argument. Now. It's just a stupid Fox Basically News talk. says, you know, we should not be in... But you've got to add the word neo to anything on Fox News now. You have, now to, connect not... it, you have to connect it with uh, neo, neo-Nazism and yeah, stuff no, like you, that, you, neo-fascism. Yeah, you, and you know, you're, if, you, if you're on, you know, Rush Limbaugh, you're a fascist. But if you're on Fox News, you're a neo-fascist. Which they can't even tell you what that involved is. Involved in the but... world because of the, the, the consequences to the budget here at home. Well, we were not involved in the world before 9-11. Excuse me? And look what ha- look at the cost of the American economy after a terrorist attack on the homeland. We lost a we lost a million jobs in 90 days after 9/11. If we were to give up Iraq with the third largest oil reserves in the world to the control of an Al Qaeda regime or to the control of Iran, don't you think $200 a barrel oil would have a cost to the American economy? Uh. So I, you know, it's a cute thing in a primary. I'm not certain over an eighth-month general election that you can make the argument that we ought to take a look at every foreign policy commitment. This man should be in jail right now. I love at the it. Very so they, least. So we uh, before we enter the war, it's $32 a barrel. And then we enter the war. Then it proceeds to rise to $103 a barrel. And now they're saying if we pull out, it's going to go up. Every day we've broken records on the cost of a barrel of oil. But, you know, then let's hear the rebuttal from Ron Paul. What's your first action as president? First action? First action. Where you have the most authority is on on, uh, your commander-in-chief of the military, not commander-in-chief of the people. You're commander-in-chief of the military, and you can design foreign policy. And you could change the world within weeks about just changing attitudes, saying that we're backing our Navy off, removing the sanctions of Iran, we'll talk to you, we've talked to the Soviets, you guys aren't any more threatening to me than the Soviets were, and uh, bring the troops home from Iraq, give them a motivation to start talking to each other, the world would change, I bet oil would drop $20 a barrel. Okay, so there you go, Ron Paul says if we pull that oil would drop $20 a barrel, the coal road, you better listen to him first. It's just amazing. Just the brainwashing that occurs on these media outlets is is sick. He's a scumbag. It's unbelievable. 
Economy. Yeah, and you know, there can be apparent conservatives still argue that the economy is not in any problems, but uh, you know, I don't know how many more articles you have to read every single day, or how many stories you have to read about recession and economy failures, and uh, the new one here, construction loan problems threaten the spike in smaller bank failures and uh, and add to worry over credit crunch. Okay, CNN. As if the economy wasn't already fighting uh, enough strong headwinds, the risk of capital shortfalls and outright failure of the nation's bank. Uh, is rising. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the federal agency that backs bank deposits last week, reported the biggest jump in problem institutions it has seen since the savings and loan crisis of the late 1980s. While the extent of the problem is still low by historic standards and identified 76 banks, uh, they identify them as in trouble, uh, a 52% increase from a year ago, Ben. So, love it. Where, where does it end? Well, Warren Buffett just came out and said that we're in a recession right now. Yeah, I took so that. Yeah, it's just fun. That's free. He's an awfully rich man. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's he's got his he's got his dough, and he's invested in uh, precious metals. So. Oh my goodness, my goodness! And then you know, on top of it all, you still have more incidents happening. Uh, police brutality. In fact, Ben, they were you know, I figured if nothing else, at this Orion County Jail in Florida, I figured if nothing else, ever since they dumped a paraplegic man on the floor, and then on top of that, there was the abuse where they pulled the woman's hair and pulled you know pulled it to the ground. Yep. I figured you probably wouldn't hear too many more things out of this particular establishment because of damage control. Ben, two more incidents. Happened happened two more two more at least at least two more apparently there are six altogether i only know of two out of those uh you know six. two. Of... what the hell is wrong with this, this is amazing this wow. is incredible there's a third case of alleged abuse at a florida jail this time a 28 year old woman claims that her arm was broken after she was booked on charges of driving under the influence the new allegation marks the third time in just two weeks that jail guards have been accused of using excessive force and on top of that there was a teacher who got Apparently arrested on a DUI or got pulled over a DUI. They put a bag over his head in the interrogation room, and this is all caught on tape. You can see this on tape. Tampa Bay 10 News reporter Mike Deason has another shocking video from Hillsborough County's Orient Road Jail. It comes on the same day that Sheriff David G. names an independent panel to look into jailhouse policy. It's a story you'll see only on 10. You know, and I used to be one of those people who's like, you know, lock them up, throw away the key kind of thing. You know? But former teacher Paul King has changed his mind after being arrested on public intoxication last July and taken to the Orient Road Jail. A video shows deputies pushing him against a glass wall as he was being frisked. They threw him to the ground for no apparent reason. Held his neck back for more than two minutes as he was being put into a restraint chair and put a hood over his face and then appeared to try to hide the action from cameras. These are, these are folks, this is God, I love freedom. These are police officers putting a hood over a suspect, a person who was pulled over for drunken driving, whatever, in a police office. I mean, this is, I can't believe that this is happening in our country, Ben. Yeah. God, it's the same place. It's the same place they dumped a quadriplegic man on the floor. It's, it's, no, it's oh crazy. My God. I have this news article right here. And, and this is what makes it even scarier. Record high ratio of Americans in prison right now. We have, for the first time in U.S. history, more than, more than every one in a hundred adults is in jail. Unbelievable. It's well, incredible. not unbelievable. It's completely believable considering the news we cover, but it's just sad. It's, every time I say unbelievable, it's just sad. Yeah. We're treating, we're treating our Americans who are, you know, get pulled over for drunken driving, we're treating them like terrorists at Abu Ghraib or, yeah. so, you know, some torture camp. Put How do you put a, head, a hood over someone's head? In a police station, it's sick. I think it's perfectly reasonable. That's it. <laughs> we'll be back momentarily, folks, in the second hour, 888-202-1984. You're listening to the Animal Farm. We'll be right back.
The Bill of Rights protects every American's God-given right to keep and bear arms. Now that right is being seriously undermined as legally registered rifles are being confiscated in some parts of our country. If we're not careful, we may find ourselves with no right to own guns. And that's where Gun Owners of America comes in. Gun Owners of America is in Washington every day fighting for you to keep that right. Congressman Ron Paul has called GOA the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. You need to be part of this great grassroots group of activists who are keeping the heat on their members of Congress. Find out right now how you can join. Call 888-886-GUNS and get started receiving their fact-filled newsletters and action alerts. Call 888-886-GUNS or go to their webpage at gunowners.org and help make your voice heard in Washington. Make that call right now and call Gun Owners of America at 888-886-GUNS. Remember, it's not just about gun control, it's about control. Rush Limbaugh makes his last-minute push for Hillary Clinton. He tells his people. He tells, he tells his people to vote for Hillary Clinton. Let me tell you something, folks. Hillary Clinton versus John McCain. John McCain ain't winning. No, Hillary Clinton's still winning. Nobody. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Democrats are going to win this They're election. Win the election. Uh, I, I hate to break it to people, but <laughs> it's going to happen. So I wonder what his agenda is. Here for pushing here. Oh my God! Something like dreams. Oh, that just curl your blutters at me. Good God! So Rush Limbaugh telling all his Democratic listeners to vote for Hillary Clinton because I don't know his 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 thought is that it's going to make it easier for John McCain to win. It's going to make it easier for a Republican to get into the Oval Office if they have to run against Hillary. Which is total nonsense. Democrats have gotten so much more funding compared to the Republicans in this race. It's it's nonsense. It's ridiculous. And he knows that, and everybody knows that. So him telling you to vote for Hillary. They want Hillary in there, man. I mean, they, they totally want Hillary in there. So we're going to take a really, really short break here. Number to call in, 888-202-1984. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on Be the People's Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. Give us a call at 888-202-1984. Well, in furthering our goal in um, exposing the false left-right paradigm, which everybody seems to be, you know, is consumed by these days, all these, you know, blue and red and this Hillary and these Obamas. And the more I'm looking into Barack Obama now, <laughs> I've, I've just a little bit of research, and I'm not liking what I'm hearing. I think last week when he was talking uh, about the security and prosperity future of, our, of America, yeah. very SPP.gov. Very revealing. Yeah. It, it, that was the first time, I think, ever that I, you know, uh, started thinking a little bit differently about Barack Obama. And then you know, I looked into it a little bit more, and then I saw, I think he was on Jay Leno or Conan, and I heard him say this. The way we're going to win over the long term is not just militarily. We've got to win over uh, hearts and minds and what that means is we've got to invest in countries that uh, have no educational infrastructure and have no uh, means for young people to to get ahead we've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, 
uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. That, mm, that world order that I think what? all of us would like to see. That, that world order. Mm. You know, and maybe I'm making too big of a deal, but then, you know, then the more you listen to Barack Obama and where he is and how he speaks, and every, every politician does this. They tell people what they want to hear according to their state. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But he was speaking, um, and, and, and what I wanted to do, and I kind of failed it, but I wanted to read a quote and ask you, who do you think said this? Listen to this. Now, the gravest threat to Israel today, I believe, is from Iran. There, the radical regime continues to pursue its capacity to build a nuclear weapon and continues to support terrorism across the region. Threats of Israel's destruction cannot be dismissed as rhetoric. The threat from Iran is real, and my goal as president would be to eliminate that threat. Wow. That was Barack Obama. That was Barack Obama. That was Barack huh? Obama. Check it out. Uh, Joshua Frank wrote this story out of Dissident uh, Voice. February 29th this came out. Speaking to a group of 100 pro-Israel supporters in Cleveland this week, Obama assured the crowd that as president, he would keep Iran, or Iran, I like to say Iran, in the crosshairs to protect Israeli interests. Interesting. From a guy who says we're going to pull out of Iraq, this seems like kind of complete hypocrisy. After reiterating that he'd end the war in Iraq first, Obama then promised he would turn his attention to the country's neighbor. I don't understand. Wow. Quote, my approach to Iran will be an aggressive diplomacy. I will not take any military options off the table. That's Bush speak. Yeah, that is Bush speak. George W. Gives a, gives a great uh, example of uh, what the hell is going on. You talked about him, uh, you know, using the world order and how that could possibly uh, be coincidental. I mean, I, I, I got to say, man, the nomenclature for New World Order has been out there for a very, very long time, and I think every politician knows it by now. So if he's talking about a world order, that's, that's a tall tale sign that this guy is, is really trying to internationalize things, really trying to get rid of sovereignty. Yeah, and again, you, you have to take language uh, very seriously. We think in language, and he's using a lot of these key phrase, oh, yeah. phrases and key oh, yeah. words that are, you know, are at least nothing else indicative of a globalism type of interest. You know, uh-huh. you want to expand, uh, you want to make a North America and, and want to maybe destroy the borders, but you want to destroy uh, country's sovereignty. You want them to, to act as an international community where these laws reign over the, the local laws that are are in every single country, and it's it's yeah. the same thing that we've been seeing for a very long time. Yeah. The goal of the new world order. Yeah, and I've been I, I've admittedly I've been very naive. You know, I was I was hoping that at least Barack Obama would be, if he did uh, win the presidency, I was hoping that he would be some kind of at least step in the right direction. You know, he yeah. talks about change and all of this, and he's a, he speaks very well. And you know, maybe I fell for it, but no, I mean he's listen. He's a really charismatic he guy. He really he's, is, and he's he's got a great style about him. He walks around. He he almost floats in the room like Snoop Dogg, and he's just he's just a cool he's a cool laid back dude. You know, it's very well put, Ben. Yeah. Just finish up uh, after pointing out the obvious, and again talking about uh, Barack Obama not taking military options off the table. Uh, Obama praised Israel's most recent invasion of Lebanon. So he praised the invasion. Wow. Yeah, the pro-Israel tilt on Capitol Hill and his quest for Israel to remain a Jewish state. So Barack is getting involved. And again, he's saying what people want to hear. And I don't know what that means. But uh, another quote from any negotiated peace between the Israelis and Palestinians is going to have going to involve the Palestinians relinquishing the right of return as it has been understood in the past. And that doesn't mean that the that there may not be conversations about compensation. Uh, so, wow. I, I don't know. 
maybe, you know. Well, it's just, you know, one of the biggest uh, lobbying firms in Washington, D.C. is APEC, and that's, it's obvious that he's in their pocket now. Yeah, well, especially, just look at a smaller example. What about NAFTA? Between Hillary and Obama, they, you know, in Texas, they didn't even talk about it, really. They barely touched it, because you got to be careful. And then in Ohio, I mean, it's, it's like a... Uh, tale of two cities because Ohio and Texas have two totally different needs. Yeah. Texas wants to get rid of NAFTA altogether, and it seems that Ohio needs it for the fact that they've lost so many jobs. So, yeah. you know, Paul, I know they, I know as a politician you have to dance around, but these are major issues. We need to find out where they stand on it. Never mind that the war really hasn't even been talked about in any of these speeches and in the last debates. So, yeah. Skipping well, over the big issues, and I'm talking about grown-ups need to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's all I can think about it. Yeah, I know, and that's one of the things. Uh, you know, if 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 you're an activist and you ask one of those questions, you could get into big trouble for it. Like uh, what just recently happened with Bill Clinton. You know? That's right, and that's uh, and this was covered on on the morning Joe with uh, Joe Scarborough. Yeah, I mean this is this is terrifying right here. This is just more uh, media brainwashing to. To get people, I guess, to uh, reject dissent within the government. A lot of people are calling for investigation of 9-11. A lot of people don't believe the official story. And in my opinion, they have good, good uh, rights to be angry with the official story because it is a disaster when you look at it from a factual standpoint. But nevertheless, mm -hmm. uh, Bill Clinton has really taken the brunt of a lot of 9-11 uh, truth protesters at his... Because he's put it out. He deserves it, man. Right. So he's been heckled quite a bit. Uh, and recently, there was another instance of him being heckled in... This is not really about the heckle itself, but about how the media is thinking about handling free speech. Check yeah. this out. This is, this is Joe Scarborough, folks. Senator Clinton's husband yeah. has had his share of fainting audience That's members true. lately. Yeah. Scarborough's not actually talking right now, but this is the Joe Scarborough Morning Joe show, I should say, just to clarify. But yesterday it was a screaming audience member who got Bill's attention. Oh, no. President Clinton was campaigning for his wife in Corpus Christi, Texas yesterday when an idiot started waving a sign that claimed 9-11 was an inside oh, job. Wow. Listen to it again. Oh. Really carefully. This is awful. A man led away in handcuffs and right? hopefully taken one of those secret prisons in Eastern Europe never to be heard from. Oh, I hope yeah. that happens. Okay. We can only hope. Will people leave that man alone? I hope we have a special Bill prison Clinton. for 9-11 conspiracy theorists. He hopes that they have a special oh, wow. prison for 9-11 conspiracy theorists. Perhaps what? maybe like a concentration camp with some showers in it? This is your media, ladies and gentlemen. These, these, these people... <laughs> These people get paid to do this. Um, not, and you hear them, they, they go into this uproar like this, like this oh, yeah, enough, angry enough, mob enough, uproar. Yeah, enough with this protest. What are you protesting leave about? Poor, leave this poor Bill Clinton man alone. I mean, leave so, him alone. Such a great president. Again, some just more of the stupid newsletter theory that you don't need to be upset because there's nothing to be upset about and you shouldn't be upset. Yes, and if and now <laughs> now we're starting to get mad that you're upset. Now we're starting to get mad because you're taking action and we're going to throw you in a prison camp, a hey. secret prison camp. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I'm I, I'm really glad that I'm kind of doing this show because if I go missing, there's going to be people looking for me, and that's comforting, you know. It's I mean, unbelievable. It, it is kind of comforting in that way, but it's just you know, it's 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 bizarre the stuff that they're talking about. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. It's just listening to, I mean, you know, you expect to hear this out of uh, O'Reilly and, and nah, not even Hannity. I'd say O'Reilly. You expect this out of O'Reilly, maybe even William Crystal for the hell of it. But I, I don't know. I mean, Joe Scarborough and the Morning Joe, even if you don't agree, obviously they don't agree with the 9-11 protesters, but... It's MSNBC. MSNBC is, has been like more of a bastion for for liberalism, which is which actually cares somewhat about civil rights. You know, Keith Olbermann has even admitted talking about uh, civil civil rights and there being somewhat problems with the official story of 9/11. But and and this is the same network. I'm, I'm with you, Ben. I'm I'm 100% with you. But let's forget about that for a second. But just think about someone is practicing their right to protest using free speech, mm -hmm. and we have media people on TV saying that they hope there's special camps for people. Yeah. That are protesting that specific issue. Taser so. them, throw them in a camp. Yeah, yeah, where's the taser? Don't taser me, Oh, God. Jake in Texas, you're on the air, the animal farm. What's up? Uh, yeah, I, I want to know what, was I just brain dead or in some alternate universe somewhere where I, I heard Barack Obama saying that he was a Muslim and that that shouldn't matter? Uh, no, I don't think he's ever said that he was a Muslim, and I don't even think he is. Well, listen, Jake. Uh, if you if you got some information, give us a. Uh, if I could, um, go for it. Um, I I don't know how much you are into electronics, but uh, they've gone to uh, lead free and everything, and I, I I can't help but wonder to myself. Are they trying to take the lead out of everything so that we don't have any lead to melt down for bullets in case there's a, uh, you know, a rebellion or something like that? Well, I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily doing it for that purpose, but we, we all know that they are controlling ammunition in a, an extremely scary way right now, taxing the hell out of it and raising the prices so high that it's almost impossible to buy some of that stuff. Yeah, and Jay, just to address your first question, that's, I think it's a great question. I gotta be honest with you, because I cannot give you, I certainly cannot give you a definitive answer. There's a lot of rumors, I mean, we know the chain letters have been going around since, I don't know, six, seven months ago, maybe even before that, about how he's a Muslim and how he didn't put his hand on his chest during the national anthem, whatever. But more than that, uh, he did come out, for what it's worth, I don't know if you believe it, Jake, and, and folks listening, but he did come out recently, a couple of days ago, and said that he is a Christian and that he prays to Jesus every day. So, yeah, that, you know. That. That, that's what brought that up to me, and I could have sworn before the election even started that he was on TV saying that he was a Muslim and that that shouldn't matter. Well, listen, Jake, I mean... I wish I, I had a tape of that. I haven't heard anything about that, but if you have any type of information or if anybody else has any information on that, um, him saying that, you know, just reach out to us, give us, drop us an email, go to animalfarmshow.com yeah. and uh, click the contact button. Yeah, and Jake, just for the second point, and again, that's another thing I'm not really aware of. Of the, I know the lead issue, at least from what I understand, uh, obviously lead is poisoning. We all know that, but there's yeah, been yeah, so that, much scrutiny. That, I can I can understand that, but but I find it hard to believe that that they're taking the lead out of things just to save people. No, I, I don't, don't I don't agree with that. I, I, you know, I've people. never heard that. I've never heard that. But I do know that you know there are children and go back to the show, the poor children. But uh, you know, lead poisoning in toys that are coming from China. Um, yeah, this yeah, has got to get you upset. That. You know. 
you know, we always we worry so much about children swallowing little things, part you know, little toys. Uh, watch out, not not for ages six and under because of the swallowable parts. But I'm more worried about the paint that's you know mixed with lead, Ben. That if they you know God forbid eat food after they touch their toys, they're gonna get lead poisoning. Yeah. Seems like a, a and worse I think, concern. I think one thing to think about is you know sometimes we actually do make a difference, and it does. It, it does happen and sometimes where we do make a difference and we make enough of a stink about things where they actually do have to carry out actions to get rid of that stuff. So this this actually may be one of those rare cases <laughs> in which that's occurring. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, it, it just those are really those are two really good questions. And, and thanks for the call, Jake. Uh, very interesting because there is a huge issue just with the lead in, alone in toys. And then on top of that, just to shift gears, the Barack Obama thing then is it's very. It's debatable. I, I, I don't know. I've never, I cannot define uh, the truth between if he's a Muslim or not. He comes out, he says he's a Christian, fine. But, uh, you know, again, the thing that gets me really upset is, yes, these chain letters get sent out and all this, these rumors get started. That's natural. It's going to happen, especially in an election year. Mm-hmm. But what gets me more upset is that when pe- people will believe it without even doing research. Yeah. That's what really gets on me. So I'm not pushing I that agenda. I haven't I seen one piece of evidence that, that states that he's, that he's a Muslim. I mean, right. he has a Muslim name, but his parents... His parents, you know, were were obviously Muslim and named him, yeah. uh, gave him a Muslim name. But I haven't heard any information based on that. Man. Yeah. And you know, in my opinion, it just doesn't matter, man. If we have an, yeah. if we have a Muslim president, they're gonna crucify us for that, Ben. Yeah, well, not gonna like that. I'm sorry, but if we have a Muslim president, you know what? What the hell? You know, he's still accountable to the people. He's still, yeah. you know, and if he's if he's George Bush is out there taking God's name in vain and starting wars uh, for his religious uh, crusade, I guess, you know? So. Well, we have a George yeah. just, just do the math. We have a born-again Christian president, apparently, who not only has been a drug addict and an alcoholic, but he is responsible for hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of deaths overseas. You can get on me all day for that. You could say I'm a Bush basher. Fine. Um, but if that's what we're going to get out of a born-again Christian, then maybe I can make the other ridiculous argument that, well, we can't have Christians in the White House. It's, it's ridiculous. Never mind the religion. For now, we got to talk about policy. we got to find a president or politicians for that matter that take their oath seriously that when they put their hand on the good book they mean what they're going to say they're going to protect the constitution and bill of rights so you listen to the animal farm radio show folks we got a lot more to talk about when we come back real id it's coming a couple months and if you don't have it if your state doesn't adopt it you're not going to be able to travel within the country stay tuned you need to pray for the good lord protect america This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, 
parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Your life demands long-lasting power for everything. If you want to find the best battery selection at the best prices, then BatteryStation.com is the place for you. Find common or hard-to-find batteries for practically everything, from computer backup units and camcorders to cell phones and wheelchairs. Go to BatteryStation.com for all your battery supply needs. At BatteryStation.com, you'll also discover high-tech LED tactical flashlights for every task, from trusted names like Surefire, Tektite, Gerber, Pelican, and more. BatteryStation.com offers lights featuring super bright, super tough, long-life LED technology. At BatteryStation.com, you'll find tough, crush-proof, waterproof, airtight, hard cases of all sizes from Pelican, Otter, and S3 Extreme. Visit them today, BatteryStation.com. It's all one word, BatteryStation.com. Or call 417-257-7799. That's 417-257-7799. Your source for batteries and accessories at very low prices. BatteryStation.com. It's time to think outside the box with your host, Alex Anzuri, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central, every Saturday, right here on We The People Radio Network. AnimalFarmShow.com, ladies and gentlemen. number to call us here is 888-202-1984. Jack Blood is going to be on the uh, program Thursday, he's going to be joining us. Uh, we're going to be wrapping with him for an hour. We're the also going to be Jack. having, uh, yes, the infamous Jack Blood. We're also going to be having a brand new episode of uh, Law or Lie. Yes. And Jack will be playing that with us. Uh, he will be. It'll, be. it'll be good times. No, we were just talking about the Real ID Act. Yeah, well, well you know, we'll try to save the fun and games for uh, for Thursday, then, because there's just too too much news and then too many stories coming out that you got to scratch your head and you got to start asking yourself the questions that we try to ask you but homeland security warns states of airport hassles if they don't adopt id rules okay so this is more chair talk thinking associated press homeland security officials are pushing the uncooperative states to adopt stricter driver's license standards to end a standoff that could disrupt domestic air travel states have less than a month to send a letter to the homeland security department seeking an extension to comply with the real id law passed following 2001 terror attacks. Some states have resisted, saying it is costly and practical and an invasion of privacy, Ben. <laughs> I hope you're kidding. Yeah, four, the least. Yeah, four states, Maine, Montana, New Hampshire, and South Carolina, have yet to seek an extension. Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff argues that the law fixes a critical gap in security identified by the commission that investigated the 9-11 attacks. Which oh. was, which, oh, what a great source that is. They, <laughs> they said the ease of obtaining government-issued IDs. That, that's apparently the critical gap. Never mind the borders open, but it will also hinder would-be con artists and illegal immigrants. But uh-huh. again, 
The border is not... Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm just... It's freedom. To bring the states <laughs> in line, Chertoff warned that any state does not seek... Uh, that does not seek an extension by the end of March will find that come May, their residents will not be able to use their licenses to board domestic flights. God, I love freedom. freedom. It is just, I smell the freedom. In recent years, 17 states passed legislation or resolutions opposing Real ID, but now only a handful appear willing to challenge the government publicly. This, we need a we need a Patriot airline out there that's going to say, screw the, F, uh, the FAA. No, nobody's just, flying in, air, in our airspace unless our government permits it. Bottom line, man. <laughs> I know, they got that one unlocked. I'll, I'll just, say that, man. It that's, just, you know, that's a damn shame. Well, you know, it's everything's against the government now. Officials in Maine and Montana insisted Monday they would not seek an extension. A spokeswoman for South Carolina's governor said he was still considering it. And New Hampshire passed a law last year prohibiting the state from participating in the Real ID program. That sounds like a place I want to live. And government John Li- Governor John Lynch wrote Chertoff last week asking him not to impose the requirements on New Hampshire's citizens. So someone's got some moxie in this forsaken land. Yeah, I know. I mean, Good to, God. To, to have the audacity <laughs> to write to the devil himself. Absolutely. Folks, we want to get your opinion on this stuff. I'm trying. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? Give me some credit. I didn't do the Chertoff voice. And, and, you know, we want to get your opinion on this, folks. It's 888-202-1984. We go to your phone calls. we got Tom in Georgia. You're on the Animal Farm Radio Show. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, I had uh, something else to say about Obama. Okay, yeah, give us some more information. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, just yesterday, I um, read on the Internet that he had introduced a Senate bill called the World Poverty Act. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I did hear briefly about that, Tom, but I, I'm not very familiar with it. I apologize. Go ahead, and, tell us more about it. Well, it it would raise taxes um, <clears throat> so that the United States would be um, funding you know, uh, like relief in other countries um, to hopefully reduce poverty by half um, in within like years or something. Anyway, so this is for other, is this correct? Is this for other countries? Is we'd be funding this in other countries? Go ahead, Tom. Oh, you still with us? Did we lose Tom? Tom, are you there? Don't be shy, Tom. I think Tom just dropped off. All right, well, but here's another example. He brings up a great point. World Poverty Act. This is part of the war on poverty. And this is part of the same thing. Every single time that there's a war on something, it increases. World Poverty Act. I'm guessing that poverty is going to increase as a result of this. Folks, you need only go to George Carlin's archives. And he does, I gotta listen to him. He makes a lot of sense. He does a great uh, bit on everything is war in this country. Every time there's a problem, we declare war on it. Declare the <laughs> war on poverty, the war on drugs. And, and yet the problem just seems to get worse and worse and worse. Um, somehow seems to. Somehow. And, but there's no war on poverty. He says that because there's no money to be made off of the poor. <laughs> makes a lot of good points. But uh, furthering our phone calls, Ta- Tim in Virginia, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, y- yes, sir. Uh, y- you guys, uh, I wanted to say first that. Uh, I found you guys, We the People uh, Radio, through uh, Catherine Albrecht. Really? Awesome. Uh, hey, maybe. She's just a great individual, and my wife and I just, you know, love her. Yeah, she is, she's, she's got a great show, I agree. And just to explain Pyatt's little uh, sound clip there, <laughs> Pyatt has a little crush on, on Catherine oh, Albrecht. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to bring it up on the air, but he has a little oh, crush okay. on her. So. Okay. But, so go ahead. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I wanted to ask you guys, I mean, you know, we are pretty much, you know, leaning toward Ron Paul uh, in in everything. I'd like to see him be president, really. Okay. Uh, but uh, are you guys anti-Israel? 
I'm not anti-Israel. I'm anti, uh, anti, uh, I would say anti-Israeli, Israeli government action. So I think the government that's in charge of it is, is in charge of Israel, uh, right now mirrors a lot of the same actions that our government does where they're kind of, uh, invading foreign troops and invading foreign countries and, and taking land and stuff like that. So I don't, I'm not anti-Israel, but I'm anti-Israeli government right now, the, the I, government that's in that's, okay. that's in charge and, of Israel. And see, in some ways, I actually uh, you know agree. I think we – didn't Ron Paul say we've turned them into a stepchild? Turned uh, – elaborate there. What do you mean, Ron Paul? Uh, we give them money, and then we tell them that they – can only you know do so so much with it. I mean, wouldn't we be better like saying to Israel? Uh, in other words, let's give them their country back because it seems like to me we have too many too much control over Israel. Yeah, I mean the argument that yes. I've heard at least is that it, you know again stop nation building, but also you know try to become friends with nations, not necessarily allies. You know, try to stay out of people's business ultimately. And people may have a lot of uh, opposing views of that. And just to answer your question, you've asked. I, I'm I'm in agreement with Ben. Uh, I'm not anti. I'm not anti anybody. I'm just anti anything that's going to hurt my country in and of itself. And I feel that foreign policy in general is destroying this country. At least what I want this country to be. So. Um, I mean, one of the main issues is, and uh, people will swear to up and down that there's no biblical ramifications of what's going on in Israel and, and Palestine right now, but well, there is a very, very strong connection. Of course, I, I do feel that there's biblical ramifications, but... Well, I think that's where a lot of our funding goes to them, is because we, you know, we, we are a very Christian nation, and, uh, you know, the Bible does say that, you know, uh, Israel will be... that we would get out of their business. Yeah, I, 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 think I, I totally agree with yes. that. From a, from a completely logical standpoint, the fact that we're in other people's businesses is, is a huge problem, and it's costing us a ton of money overseas. And the fact that we're taking sides in this Israel-Palestine uh, uh, thing that's going on, it's it's hurting us, and it's it's increasing, uh, quote-unquote, terrorism around the world. Yeah, I, I just oh, want to... Yes, I've read about that in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to even get into that subject. If we are fighting a war because of something that's in the Bible, then I am going to leave. Yeah, I'm out of here, and I will find somewhere else, that's because that's not what... That's not what I feel the country is about, and that's not what we're supposed to be doing, but uh, let me know why I'm wrong. <laughs> Unbelievable. Reed in Kansas, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Doing well, Reed. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing real well. The guy who called in just a minute ago about the World Poverty Act, mm -hmm. um, basically what that is is it's an act that uh, countries who, who their general population lives under uh, a dollar a day, uh, like total income, mm -hmm. we're looking at spending uh, $845 billion over the next 12 years or so uh, to, like he said, invest in those countries and help bring them out of poverty. Uh, yeah. No! You know, you know it, it's, a great, it's a great idea. I mean, I'm, I'm all in favor of helping our neighbors. So, it's, again, that's another reason why I'm not an isolationist. I don't believe right. in isolationism. However, uh, I mean, maybe it's ridiculously primitive to think this way, but I feel like we should be taking care of problems at home uh, before we do anything. Reed, we're going to hold you over. We're up against a break. Folks, when we get back, we're going to talk about a lot of other stuff. We have a lot of uh, negativity coming out of Iraq, but we also have veterans standing up to fight against this war like we've never seen, not even like Vietnam. So stay tuned, folks. We shall return.
Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail.com. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Dr. Paul is exactly the kind of president we need. Although the president is the commander-in-chief, he doesn't declare war. Under the Constitution, only the House of Representatives can declare war. We've never declared a war since World War II. And we've never won a war since World War II. I was drafted. I was sent to South Vietnam. The Americans were involved right in the middle of a civil war, very similar to where we are in Iraq. There was no peace until we were defeated and there was no honor. We preemptively, aggressively invaded a sovereign foreign state. Our military is supposed to be defensive. But it's not all for defense. Some of it's for offense. Some of it's for things that end up making us uh, hated throughout the world. We have embarked on things never intended by the founding fathers. They said, don't get involved in the internal affairs of other nations. Don't become the policemen of the world. We should keep ourselves free and unfettered from these entangling alliances in which we become the unwitting servant of other countries and other kings. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. I know it's a very primitive idea and mentality, but um, I don't call me a nationalist. I feel like we should be taking care of the many, the plethora of problems that our nation faces right now, over the past 20, 30 years, uh, and tomorrow, before we start spending $820 billion 
overseas to help other people. And maybe I'm a bastard because of that. Maybe you can get on my case for that. But um, I don't know. Last time I checked, we had about 75 million homeless people in this country. Or not, not that many. I'm sorry. The number that I, I came up with, here it is, 754,000 homeless people. I beg your pardon. And 3.5 million people are likely to experience homelessness in a given year in the U.S. The numbers get American. So, you know, again, I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts, but I say that we help those people before we go on and help people overseas. But we're talking to Reed in Kansas. Reed, uh, yes. continue with what you were saying. Well, I'm right there with you, and it's $845 billion, actually. But, um, I beg you know, your pardon. I'm a United See the States numbers? Infantry. Yeah, I'm, an uh, I'm a United States Infantry soldier. I'm in the Army right now, and which is right we left to break, uh, was that, you know, there's so many soldiers, veterans also, who are against this war. And, and anybody who I have spoken with in my unit that has watched movies, you know, like that loose change and stuff like that, that have brought up a lot of the issues with 9-11, right. are against it. They totally uh, can see through the mist and, and tell that there's questions to be answered. And, you know, I'm not a hardcore conspiracist or anything, mm-hmm. but I can say that it's no secret that those buildings did not fall because the planes hit them. Uh, well, listen, before, okay, but Reed, before we go on, we have, a, we have a little tradition here. Anybody in the service who calls in our show, we have to give a large round of applause just out of respect and thanks. So, Pyeth, can you please? Thank you very much. Yes. Um, you know, we appreciate it, and we're, we're doing this to try to help you and the veterans coming back. But nevertheless, uh, 9-11, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you have this, this kind of point of view. And, and the other thing I want to say before I let you with the floor here, I'll give you the floor for 9-11 and the conspiracy theory, but no matter how you twist the facts about 9-11, the bottom line is that it was a conspiracy. People conspired against the United States, in this case Manhattan and two other targets, okay? So we can't, let's not even talk about theories, let's just talk about facts. But go ahead, Reed, what are your thoughts on, on 9-11? Well, I mean, as I said, it's obvious that the planes uh, did not knock the building down. Um, I believe it was a B-12 or a B-52 bomber hit the Empire State Building in 1949, and the top ten floors of that building burnt severely. And the building stands to this day. The steel was not near the high-grade construction steel that they used in the World Trade Center. And... It, it, the building just didn't have the type of specifications that uh, the World Trade Centers did, and that building stands to this day. And the bomber that did hit the Empire State Building was at least five tons heavier than the jumbo jets that hit the um, uh, uh, World Trade Center. So, I mean, logic alone tells you that the buildings would not fall from the impact. Uh, Absolutely. The fact that the Metal was shipped off from the site before being investigated by an official investigation group uh, and, and smelted down in Japan. And if you were watching the news just yesterday or the day before, that metal is now in a U.S. warship that they're sending out to the Persian Gulf right now. Well, right. that's a, that's the thing that I was saying, man. I was, you know, well, when I, I when I had heard that they were going to use that steel to build a U.S. warship, I said. Holy crap, man! That thing better not get hit by a missile because it, that steel's going to melt faster than at a lower temperature than any other steel that's out there. You know? Yeah. I mean, on top of that, that's a dangerous warship to be on. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and you know, and I think you know we can argue. On it. What's that? Read. Say again. I hope they don't smoke cigarettes on it. You know, because obviously it'll melt. 
Exactly. Well, on top of that, but let's 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 add some more wood to the fire. Let's let's not even talk about the towers because you can argue to your blue in the face about the pancake theory and the steel. Every everything just melts. What about Building Seven? It's a very simple equation. Building Seven was not hit by an airplane, folks. Everybody knows this, and everybody this is just common knowledge for people listening. But Reed, I'm sure you're familiar with Building Seven and the collapse of Building Seven at 5:20 something p.m. Correct? Well, the key is. What did that building house? I believe they <laughs> held investigations for the Federal Trade Commission, right? There, there's yeah. there's, there's no fact? question. No question. And, and again, but before you... Enron documents in there, right. no big deal. But before we even talk about what was inside, and I, I'm completely on the page with you, but I try to... I strive to simplify things for people, okay? It's a very yeah. simple equation. The building was 47 stories with a steel skyscraper. It was not badly damaged. It was not hit by an airplane, yet it collapsed just like any other building set with explosives. Okay, now you can talk all you want about what was in it. Yes, FBI was in it, CIA, NSA, they were all in there, and then Giuliani with the command bunker. But again, let's just talk specifically. The owner of the building went on a documentary and said he gave the firefighters some kind of authority to to demolish the building and use the word pull the building. So what do you what kind of more what more proof do you need? It's right in front of your faces. Guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> and Reed, I mean Reed, you've opened up a can here and, and, and believe me, we are going to have shows. When we start nearing uh, summer you know, September and then end of summertime, we're gonna have a, a lot in I love we don't usually talk about it because it's such a huge topic, but it's so important I think and we all think to understand why we're doing the things we're doing today and why you're over there, why you're, why you're in the service and how they're basically using our military people for, for just the wrong causes. Are you guys familiar with what cordite is? Cordite. Um, no, cordite. nothing. nothing. Cordite is a type of explosive? type of detonation explosive. They use it in munitions such as missiles, and they use it in every round fired by a weapon. Okay, it leaves a very distinct smell. You you can't miss cordite if you've been in the military at all. At the Pentagon, there was a sergeant major, a command sergeant major. That means he's been in the Army at least 20 years. And a full bird colonel, which also means that he's been in the Army at least 20 years, that stood right outside within 5 to 10 minutes of the plane hitting the uh, uh, Pentagon. And they said they smelt the distinct smell of cordite on the news. Right. And what about, you know, and you can go even further, Reed. What about thermite? And uh, Stephen E. Jones, physics professor at BYU, or former physics professor, I think now he's no longer there. Stephen E. Jones has found thermate on the, someone he got, he got a hold of some of the evidence. He's, he, you know, he did experiments. And uh, it's conclusive that thermate was used to cut the steel in the trade centers, and it was found. And what about the pools of molten lava for weeks and weeks and weeks at the bottom of all three buildings that were demolished or collapsed? So, yeah. listen, the, the evidence goes, we just scratched the mere surface, and there's so many smoking guns, Ben. I know there's so many smoking guns. There's so many questions. And uh, we're, we're going to try to get the loose change, change guys in the studio here to talk yeah. about it. Um, and then we're we're gonna get into. I want to move on because we're we're we spent some time with that. But I wanted to get into the uh, wanted to get into the, some of the Iraq stuff that's happening in Iraq. But. Well, once again, Ben, let's just say thanks for Reed for calling in Absolutely. because again, it's the least we could do. The very least we can do. Thank you, Reed, for the call. Call us again. Email us, folks. Uh, so go ahead, Ben. Yeah, go on. Yeah, the number to call in eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four. Great callers tonight. You guys are are bringing up some some awesome uh, awesome points. Um, but I wanted to get into this um, before we go to the break. Um, some U.S. soldier got caught on camera.
throwing yeah. a puppy off of no. a cliff. Oh boy! And uh, he grabbed Whoops. this this puppy <laughs> off of the he grabbed this puppy by the scruff of its neck, um, and then proceeded to throw it off a cliff while they while they laughed. And, so I'm sorry for laughing. It's not right. It's not funny. It's terrible. Not funny. I love animals. It's not funny in the slightest bit. I we love animals can, here at the animal farm. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's this is obscene. This is terrible. This is an offense to the animal farm. I know it's oh, offensive to us, but, but you know he he threw a puppy off a cliff, and it, it really gets into the the psychological situation that's happening with our troops, you know, um, and 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 all the stuff that's happening there. We have I have uh, tons of articles in regards to the puppy uh, getting thrown off the cliff. There's there, you know, a lot of people are 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 saying that you know, oh, the puppy was dead and stuff like this. And I have this <laughs> conspiracy blog. theory. I know I'm gonna read it when we get back. Doesn't matter. Right? I, I, that, that's my point. You know, this person, this okay, I'll, I'll read it quickly before we get on there. You know, I they say I've been involved with dogs since I was 12, breeding and trading. There's no way the sounds in that YouTube video were coming from a real puppy. If you actually hurled a puppy by the scruff of its neck, the first <laughs> sound you would hear would be a loud scream as it was launched because you would have nearly torn its neck off. Notice the puppy is completely silent as it's thrown. The ridiculous yelping noise don't start until after the pup is airborne. What the hell is this guy trying to prove? It's just, it's just, you know. Is it okay to throw a dead? <laughs> is it okay to throw a dead puppy off of a cliff? I'm not is that debate. normal? Yeah, I'm no what? expert on puppy throwing, so I will not be discussing that at any length at all. What is he trying to defend? That's what I'm, 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 I'm not getting it. It's well, like these people will use any excuse whatsoever to, to make, to make evil okay. You know, I think the, the mentality in this country, due to the media mostly, is, beca- is, is this. Anytime a soldier does anything, people just try to justify it, thinking, oh, I'm still supporting the truth by supporting the behavior. That's not how you support it's the truth. Okay, we've had two, we've had two uh, servicemen call in since we started this show, um, We the People, and, you know, they, they tell their stories. Well, when we get back, Ben, what do you want to plug there? When we get back, I, I have a, a ton of uh, other clips um, of stuff that's going on with, with troops and, and stuff that's been caught. As a result of me researching this article, I found a bunch of other stuff, which is very, very disturbing. There's some so good news, too, on the We'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, 888-202-1984. Listen to the Animal Farm. Stay tuned. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. Libertystickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at libertystickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to libertystickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. It's progressing. And it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this info bomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, 
where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. We provide outstanding products like ECX, Colodial Silver, Olive Leaf Extract, Oregano Oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. Lighting the fires of liberty with your host, Michael Badnarik, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday, only on We the People Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, 888-202-1984. We were just talking about this uh, I, uh, American soldier that uh, threw this poor, helpless puppy off of a cliff. And we weren't, and we weren't trying to make a, a big deal about the, the puppy getting thrown off the cliff, but we wanted to, I wanted to give some headlines here of, of other stuff that's been happening. You know, a lot of people are arguing, was the puppy alive or was it dead? Does it really, really matter? I mean, because some of these other articles, these, uh, these articles that we have are just are, are nuts, okay? I have another one. Soldiers blow up dog, find it funny. Huh. Soldiers blow up another dog, find it funny. Here's a, here's a BBC documentary where a soldier kills a dog. A longer version exists, and it shows the dog's owner coming out visibly upset, and there's nothing that he can do. Here's a, one soldier, soldiers tormenting a dog. Another dog shot three times at point-blank range. U.S. helicopters fire, and this is this is just more of the sick stuff that's going on there. U.S. helicopters fire missiles, missiles at civilians. Uh, British soldiers being beaten, uh, Iraqi team civilians. Soldiers celebrate destroying a mosque. Uh, U.S. tank crushes Iraq civilian's car. Uh. Two soldiers rape a girl, pour chemicals over her, kill her and her two family members and the baby. Uh, soldiers shoot another dog. Soldiers throw live grenade at sheep herder and sheep and then laugh about it. Soldiers shoot yet another dog. Killing civilians in front of their children, scaring an injured property repeatedly, blowing up a kitten and cheering, um, and, and and it just goes on. The list goes shut on up. and on. And it's, shut up! You it's shut just up. horrible. It's yeah, horrible stuff. Up. Yeah, you and the average the average yuppie is going to say, "Oh, you guys are anti-military," and I'm like, and we're saying, "No, we're just trying to expose what's going on." I mean, you know, these soldiers are losing their minds, and, and a lot of times they turn into freaking lunatics. Exactly. And before we get to the protests, I want to go to your phone calls. But again, folks, we're not anti-military. We we want to do everything we can to support the military. And, and the best thing to do right now in our minds, bring them home, get them out of there. At this point, they're losing their minds. They're blowing up cats, and God knows the stories that. We're not being told then. I, I, I don't even. Want, I don't like to talk about it. I really, honestly, don't. But uh, we got some phone calls here. Mark in Nevada, go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, just want to chime in a little bit. I don't want to make waves and bash anybody. I think that military guy. It's commendable for anybody to serve the country. I agree. Uh, I just tuned in when the guy was talking about the 9/11 and whatever those medals were. Or, 
things that uh, nine the buildings and stuff. And you know, there might be questions. The thing is, I just, I just, I'm sitting there pulling for Ron. I still think, you know, with the write-in campaign and everything else, this is doable. Especially if you listen to McCain and what he's been saying and what his potential is economically, he doesn't know anything. So as we go into a depression, I think we still got to just display or let McCain display his ignorance and Ron Paul still shine. But I just remember the debate when Ron Paul said he wished the people of the 9-11 conspiracy theorists would kind of stop it because it doesn't help them any. And I just remembered it and I'm thinking, well, with all due respect to that guy, you know, I mean, it's great that he's looking into that stuff. But I mean, I, I, I'm afraid we're going to get quoted. You know, RPR radio is going to get some uh, excerpt pulled into the media like they did with the New Republic. You know, that garbage with, I don't know, 10 or 15 years old from some of his newsletters that some anybody could have written. But actually, you know, I should chime in on that a little. You know, I don't know if you read that, but the, by Kerchik. The You're talking Republic, about the, the attack? Angry, angry White Man was the title for Ron Paul. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, hold on, Mark. You bring up a couple points here, and I want to, I want to address them. Ben and I both yeah. want to talk about them. The, the attack on Ron Paul was extremely desperate. This guy is the most squeaky clean politician, in, I think, in history. Oh, yeah, oh, so I they, agree. They, yeah, I mean, they tried to do, they still constantly, and they don't, you know, what they do now is they can't attack him, so they just ignore him, and that's what they've been doing right. for the past couple months. Yeah. But hold on a second. The 9-11 truth movement uh, is not affiliated with Ron Paul. I think Ron Paul first got accused by the media, and this is another attack smear campaign thing that they were trying to do was because he was being interviewed on Alex Jones for the, for years, years before he started thinking about running for the presidency. And he had uh, Uncle Lembeck, he addressed it right out in the open. He is not, he does not believe in the government being involved in 9-11. Now, right, and okay. people can argue whether he's doing that for a reason or if he really believes it or not. Yeah. That's fine. However, the only thing I want to say, Mark, and for the most part, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you, and I want Ben to speak his mind, but whoever was in charge of 9-11, I mean, the commission report literally said that it's not important to follow the money trail, okay? They thought it was insignificant. We know out of any crime, we have to ask the who benefits question, and uh, we're being lied to completely about 9-11. There's really no debate about it anymore. If you, d if you don't agree, do your own research, and then call on the show. Uh, but I think it's still something that's very important to talk about because people still have no idea about the questions surrounding it. But, Ben, what are your, what are your thoughts before I get well, off I, I think I think Mark brings up a good point, and I think that that, you know, Ron Paul really doesn't have too much time to research into anything into 9-11. How can he? He's, he's sitting there fighting for a rights. How, how can we expect this guy to spend all his time researching 9-11 yeah. stuff that's happening in this world? So I think he's very entitled to his, his opinion that, you know, uh, he doesn't think there's any ha anything happen, happening in uh, regards to 9-11. Um, but we, you know, here at the network, we're just we're we're completely logical people, and you can't not, you can't look at 9/11 and not say that there's something screwed up going on there. Oh, yeah, I'm not hundred hundred things, millions yeah, of things. I'm not, but, uh, I'm not seeing that at all. all just, so they could try they could try to connect all their facts all they want, Mark. But you know, yeah. we just have to go head on into this thing. And the other yeah, well, thing too is cool. even if go ahead, go ahead. It's, it's, of course, it's fine. I mean, it's free country, and, and this is a great station that you guys got going, and it's great to you know air everything. I just fear that you know. I mean, I'm hopeful that if things are going to turn Ron's way just because McCain's a total loser and you got nothing on the Democratic side. And so I, I just, you know, I just hope that nothing's, you know, pulled out of as an excerpt and, you know, uh, bring up the whole 9-11 again. But you're like, you're, like you say, they can, you know, they can always pull up garbage, true or not true, and uh, say he's for this or for that. So, you know, in a way, yeah, I'd discuss it and, and that's all fine. But I just feel like, well, at the same time, there's 24 hours a day and we got from now till November. And it's like, well, with the writing and everything going on, I just hope that we don't spend too much time on it, even though maybe, maybe it was a total scam and, you know, it was all set up. So that Bush Jr. could go after the guy that tried to kill his dad, you know, and whatever. You could, you know, <laughs> you go all yeah, over well, the place. 
But at the yeah, same I mean, time, yeah, ab- absolutely no, Mark. I mean, you know, again, just like a lot of callers tonight, you guys are all bringing up great points. But um, the only thing I have to stand by, and whether Ron Paul wins this election or not, and you can talk about that, that all day, but I am not prepared to go silent into the night and let the biggest crime on U.S. soil go unheeded and unwarned, and I'm not going to stop and just say, well, because we have Ron Paul, I don't want to jeopardize his movement. We need to talk about these things. These things are extremely important, and if the government had anything to do with 9-11, it needs to be addressed because they're going to give you the Coke and they're going to give you the Pepsi, right? So we got the blue and we got the red for this nice little election, which is going to be a complete sham. You have electronic voting machines in your country. The country is gone. It's bought and paid for. So I'm not going to let 9-11 go. In fact, I'm going to try to double my efforts, and it's not a, I'm not trying to say uh, anything wrong to you, Mark. I agree 100%. I think we need to take this thing head on. We can't, we can't, we have to stop living in fear, living in fear that they're going to take something that we say and attach it to the Ron Paul movement. If they do that, then they're jerks, and then we can expose them for being jerks. They've done a lot worse than that. They just completely ignore them. The reason why people, there are people who don't even know who Ron Paul is anymore. And besides that, Shame. the media has brainwashed you so bad. And I'm not talking to you, the listeners, just the people in America in general, to think that war is somehow democracy and death is life and green is red and all of these complete double standards. But uh, Fred in Alabama, it's all yours. What's up? Uh, hey, how you doing tonight? Doing well, Fred. How are you doing? Oh, good. Hello. I, I, I got a couple of things that... Um... Ron Paul, you know, I'm a Ron Paul supporter, number one. Okay. Uh, I would say that, in a sense, Ron Paul and, and us and the people that follow him have already won, in a sense, because he's he, he has awakened. Uh, I hope he's awakened the sleeping giant, but I know he's awakened um, many, many people, thousands, probably tens of thousands at least, of Maybe what's more. going on in this country. Okay, and what we need to do to take our republic back, you know, from, from the way it's headed right now. Um, uh, on the um, accountability thing, I, I heard one of you guys say a little while ago, maybe a half hour ago or so, something about talking about uh, Obama and stuff, being a, a Muslim and all this stuff. Well, if he gets in the White House, uh, he'll still be accountable. Uh, those people up there in Washington are not accountable in any way, shape, or form. All right, They're legislating with, uh, with executive orders. And they're and they're and they're bypassing our Congress and by, and bypassing the legislative branch. All right, and and so as far as them being accountable, that's uh, that's not the way it is. That's the way it should be, but that's not the way it is. Yeah, I think I, I guess you're right, and I'm living in a dream world here where I think that our politicians are accountable to the American people, at least in the uh, in that in the revolutionary sense, where we can always march on Washington D.C. with pitchforks and and torches and really give them a give them a, a, a you know a thing that's going to make them wet their pants a little bit you know i think i think that's the type of account, uh, accountability that was kind of going through my mind yeah Fred, i think you hit it you hit it completely perfect you you completely hit the point home and that's the other reason why myself and my friends and, and colleagues and everything else I'm going to let something like 9-11 go away. I don't care what anybody says. If we're going to even think about holding politicians accountable or people behind the scenes accountable or whomever accountable, better get serious about it. And the facts, I mean, you could prove this in court easily. I could prove this in court. It's very simple. Um, there's no way that uh, hijackers could have placed explosives in the buildings, and we've proven that they were there, and the owner even admitted it. So, um, and that's, again, that's just the top of the iceberg, tip of the iceberg, and there's more than enough evidence to prove that there was at least one other party involved other than the 18 hijackers, six of which are still alive. But go ahead. Uh, you keep you going. Know, I would say that if I was running for president, like uh, our man Ron Paul is, 
love the guy to pieces. Um, the way the American people, you know, the, there's a large percentage of the American people that totally buy the government um, uh, line about what happened. And if he were, and I'll tell you something, Ron Paul knows exactly what's going on. He knows in, in, his, in his heart, I know he knows exactly what happened. I'm not Absolutely. All right, y'all, listen, Fred, I'm sorry. We're actually running out of time. We're nearing the end. Thanks for the call. Guys, everybody tonight was really great, caller-wise. So uh, Thursday night, we're going to have Jack Blood. We're going to have a new version, a new episode of Laura Lie with our legal correspondent, Charles Ratner. Yep. Got a great show for you guys Thursday. Ben, any last thoughts? No. I mean, we just got to keep pushing on, keep going on as uh, as Americans. Keep fighting the good fight, and uh, we'll see you guys Thursday night along with Jack Blood. Folks, thanks for the calls. Have a great evening. See you guys Thursday. Thank you. Goodbye. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We 